Front Face Lock Podcast is brought to you in part by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Quality products at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucky13BeardCO and at Lucky13BeardCompany.com. That's Lucky13BeardCO.com. Okay, uh, up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um, they asked me to read this. Warning, if you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, Front Face Slot. That's not just the coolest. Go suck your own dick or something. That's not just the best. Don't fucking question me. Front Face Lock Podcast. First of all, shut the fuck up. Now that, my friend, is just incredible. Bump Bagwell is what created the Front Face Lock. Bump Bagwell is who is Front Face Lock. Front Face Lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me as always is the man, the myth. The legend, the one, the only, the man who's yawning because apparently I'm boring him with his own introduction. <laughs> it's Vinny! What's up, everybody? How are you? Ryan, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm good. A little disappointed today, but, you know, we kind of well, expected this. We, we, we have a few things to talk about. We've been off for a week because I was away in Florida, and I'm an episode behind on editing because... You know, we tend to go on a rant, so it takes me a while to edit an episode. Yeah. I headed to somebody else's episode today for a different podcast, or yesterday, and it was not a wrestling thing, and they doing it for money, because whatever. And it was like, she sent me 35 minutes long episode, and I edited it down to 20 minutes, and it took me a half hour, and I go, oh, that's probably what it's supposed to be like to edit an episode. Not seven <laughs> days. <laughs> it's like the ring. Yeah, editing an episode is a fucking is is if you watched the the movie movie in the ring. Yeah, and her, she like had topics and questions for her interview, and she stuck to it, and then she went to the next. And I was like, she sounds like she's organized, and she knows what she's doing. I like flying off the seat of our pants. Flying Don't by you? the seat of our pants. Flying by the seat of our pants. That's what I said. Flying off the seat of our pants. That's what I said. That's what I said. No, it's not what you said. Right, right. <laughs> So I so. There's a couple of things that disappointed us this week. It was actually we've had an eventful couple of weeks, um, not on the air technically. Um, right off the bat, apparently somebody was really pissed that you vaped during the Buff Bagwell interview. Yeah, why? Oh, because the kids watch it or some shit. I I don't I'm know. Did he say I was a bad influence? Something like that. It said, oh, great first impression. You vaped at the beginning of the interview. I'm out. And it's like, who the fuck are you? It was Ted something. I think it was Ted the douche or I don't know. Oh, and then we, he blocked us immediately because we just went ravenous on his ass. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it was like, first off, you hit the vape. And the first thing out of Buff Bagwell's mouth was, oh, can I, I, I'm jealous. I wish I could get some because he probably thought it was crack. <laughs> he thought it was something else other than vape. Yeah, he, he totally thought you were smoking a crack pipe. And he did a shot before we even started. He was drinking the whole time and he was doing shots. Like he was it, it wasn't like we were fucking doing anything different. And I don't know if anyone's ever listened to our show before, but 
we're not the typical cookie cutter podcast. We kind of do our own thing and don't stick to, uh, you know, a, what a schedule. I don't even say a schedule, a format. We don't have a format. Get out of here, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're like the 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 dog and up, where it's it's like yeah we're gonna do that look squirrel and we just kind of go off on yeah, something ADD. else. Add, and then we had aside from that fucker, then we had the other guy. What was the deal? He said that uh, I photoshopped the Brian Clark thing. So Brian Clark, our our best friend in the whole world, Brian Clark posted something about him and Sergeant Slaughter, and said like two v- proud vets or something. And Brian Clark's a vet. And yeah. I think somebody responded and said, Sergeant Slaughter's a proud veteran. And you responded, I don't even think he served. I responded with like four websites saying that he did not. Yeah. I, I, I said to him, I was like, hey, Brian, I'm pretty sure Sergeant Slaughter didn't serve. Am I correct? He's like, oh, stop being yourself for a second. You know, you're being a jabroni. Who cares? And I, you know, I kind of was like, you know, my cousin passed away in Afghanistan. I served. I was like, so if the guy's outside of his character saying that he served as a Marine, it's kind of fucked up because it's stolen valor. If he's just saying like, oh, I'm a Marine in character and he's stating that, then fine. No one cares. But I'm pretty sure that he's pretended that he actually served in the past, if I'm not mistaken. I think I, he was I called found, up for that. I think if you, just, if you just Google did Sergeant Slaughter serve... Like four websites, including Wikipedia, come up and say his character was he served. And we maybe we're wrong. Maybe I didn't research it enough. But it says that his character says he served, but the man himself did not serve. Right. But I think that he got called out on that once because he didn't serve and he was saying that he did serve. That he went to like Marine Corps boot camp and all stuff. And they're like, no, you never did. And like he get there was like a big controversy, I think, about it. But anyway. The guy who called us out or was talking shit is a guy named Anthony de Blasi from the Don Tony show. He's a fucking fat tub of shit. He's a salami king or some shit. It's a deli man. And the, his old, his old pic, I have it pulled up here. His old profile picture was him with ski goggles, a mask, like a, uh, you know, like a, one of the hospital masks like everybody wears nowadays, a yeah. deli hat and a giant piece of salami. Was it up his ass or in his mouth? I think he just took it out of his ass and he was about to put it in his mouth. <laughs> Don Anthony de Blasi, you fat tub of shit. I know your go show's ahead. got a, a lot of fucking... I know, yes, I heard you. <laughs> I know your show's got a lot of followers and you've got 40 million downloads in the, since 97. Fuck you. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Also, so we went back and forth and I was like, uh, he's like, oh, he's been proudly serving uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, he'd been probably serving people for in this country for a long time. And so, <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, that's great. If he's doing, he does stuff like for people, it's fine. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm questioning that you were in the service because, you know, my friends that were in the service said that they don't stop serving after they get out. And then he's like, and I was in, I made it through boot camp. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, it's fine if he's, a philanthropist, a full-on rapist, or whatever. But it's fine if he does if he does that. But he was missing my point. So he's he he questioned my integrity. So I messaged him. I direct messaged him. I was like, "Oh, you got fucking something to say?" No response. Then I said, "Oh, I I didn't think so." So then I was like, "I direct messaged you. I sent it to Ryan, 
showed him the I screenshot. I saw it. The guy's like, you never messaged me. And then he, what did he do? He pulled up like a thing of him going through his messages saying, oh, I can't delete messages through here. Oh, nice Photoshop. Like I took my time to fucking Photoshop a direct message, this fat tub of shit. You don't even know how to turn your computer on. Yeah. I have a war against the machines on a weekly basis. But yeah, you're Photoshopping fucking messages to Tony the fat fuck. <laughs> so yeah, so there was that guy. Um, quick side note, I, our good friends at Worldly Podcast just celebrated their one-year anniversary oh, as a show yesterday, so congratulations to those guys. Real quick, back. To, I just want to finish that story up. So moral of the story is the guy apologized to me because... He got fucking harassed by us. We went on his YouTube page. We went on his fucking Twitters. Everything. We blew him up on every fucking comment we could on his pages. So he must have had like 100 alerts in 30 seconds and was like, okay, I give up. And, and I have four Twitter accounts. Not for any reason. I just would forget a password and then start a new one and forget a password. And then I remembered, oh, wait, they're the, all the same password. So I just made four different accounts. And my main one, Obsolete Mule 256, he blocked me on it. Big mistake. After I messaged him and say, hey, you fat fuck, why are you not responding or something? I don't remember what the hell it said. No response, immediately blocked. And then on the front face like one, he blocked again. And then for some reason, he he unblocked me. Yeah, and then he unblocked the front face lock one, but not my personal one. I called him. Did I call him a gelatinous piece of shit? I forget. <laughs> I think you called him that. I called him a puddle of shit. Yeah, um, puddle of shit. <laughs> and then I I went on his YouTube page and two different accounts posted comments, both of which got deleted immediately. Uh, what's the the deal with the? Oh, then all right. So back to world to lead. Congratulations on your year. Uh, and then so some other news. Um, my hero. Judy Bagwell did pass away, unfortunately. Yes, um, I did message condolences to, to Buff. I did message him. I shot him a text message. I said, uh, sorry to hear about your mom. I really was a fan. And he, he said, thanks, man. What else do we have? The main story. Is this the main one? Or is this the one that was supposed to happen tonight, the main story? Or is the one that we've been trying for the last two weeks, the main story? Okay, so we're going to cover Survivor Series 97 at some point tonight. Yes. Because it's Survivor Series season. But yes, you're right. There's... There's actually three more things we need to talk about. One, we were supposed to have a guest tonight. Which, we've been, which we've been, I've been trying to get on the show for, I'd probably say six months, right? Six, seven months. About that. About and, six, and, seven months. And, and it kind of gets to where, you know, I'll message them. They won't respond for like three weeks. Then finally they'll message and be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do the show. And it'll be like a day's worth of messages. And then. I'll message again and be like, oh, so you ready to come on the show? And then there's like ghosts for like three more weeks. Should we tell everybody or we wait? No, we, we can tell everybody because we're going to have her on the show at some point. Is your assistant handing you a beer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Multiple beers. Thank you so much. I'm going to get you a raise. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. How many, how many beers can she carry? Jesus. She, she carries them on her head like the guest was supposed to be Gorgeous George from WCW, a.k.a. George Frankenstein, a.k.a. Stephanie Ballers. Uh, if anyone knows who she is, she was with the Valley of Macho Man. And then what was, what was the name of this stable? Matt, Madness something? Some, yeah, uh, she was with Team Medusa. Team Madness. It was Miss, Miss Madness, Medusa, and uh, George, uh, Gorgeous George and Macho Man. Yeah, because uh, Stacy Carter, I believe, was uh, Miss Cat, Miss 
was uh, yeah, Miss Madness. Madness. So we were supposed so, to have her, and it was like pulling teeth up until seven o'clock tonight. We thought we were still having her on the show. So uh, at seven fifteen, when Vinny called me and said she wasn't doing the show, I had to scramble around and try to find a backup plan. And so we came up with Survivor Series '97, which because I looked at the card and besides the screw job and the Owen Hart uh, Steve Austin match, probably not that great. The, the conversations I've had with her this week was uh, interesting to say the least. It's kind of all over the place, but didn't you like call her yesterday and she thought she, you were a different person, or she called she you called and me. thought you were somebody else? Yeah, she called me. She called me and she's like, "Hey, am I?" She's like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Nothing. How are you?" She's like, "I'm good." She's like, "This is Vinny Val Deloga, but whatever." And I'm like, "No, it's Vinny from the Front Face Lock Pocket." Oh, I, I went to call my other friend Vinny. I'm sorry, I called the wrong person. I'm like, "All right." I was like, "I'll call you tomorrow about confirming the podcast." She's like. Okay. Okay. And then I call, I texted her today. I was like, I'll call you at seven. I called her at seven, and then she was like, I'm not feeling well. Uh, she hasn't slept, and so I said over schedule. But we'll see. I have no faith. I have no faith either. We've been trying to get this girl for six months, and I mean, she lives like fucking two miles from me, or used to live two miles from me. Oh, that was the and, other thing. She, she didn't know how to use a computer either. Oh yeah, Remember? she needed to do it on her cell phone or something. She's like <laughs> female Jim Powers. <laughs> so she ties into. Um, Another one of our stories, right? She ties into another guest we tried to get. Which ties we had, into our Buff Bagwell. Which ties back into Buff Bagwell because... So, Chat Grapples and Cheap Pops had Kiwi on. <laughs> Kiwi had some things to say about Buff Bagwell. Who? We... We brought... Kiwi? <laughs> right, Kiwi! Right, Kiwi! <laughs> we had... Pee Wee doesn't say that. It's Francis. You just did Pee Wee saying right Queen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I keep doing it. <laughs> right, Pee Wee. Right, Queen. Wee. <laughs> so, for anyone who listened to the Buff Bagwell interview, which actually ended up being an amazing interview, even though the first 20 minutes he didn't answer one question, you know, we asked him how we got became an American males with Scotty Riggs, and all he talked about was how he picked out the wardrobe. We mentioned Kiwi's name. I don't even think I got the words Kiwi out of my mouth before Buff started dropping a lot of um, F bombs. F bomb, homosexual F bombs, not the fuck F bomb. Yeah, homosexual, homophobic, homophobic slur F bombs about Kiwi. <laughs> it was it was a long rant that Buff Bagwell hates him, and he, he called him a bunch of F. Called what, him F- a British a British cigarette. Yeah, so I messaged Kiwi on Facebook because I was friends with him on Facebook, and were. said were, were and said, "Hey, Kiwi, I don't know if you uh, are Alan Funk. I don't know if uh, you heard that uh, we just had Buff Bagwell on, and uh, he had some things to re- retort uh, about what you said about him, and we'd like to get your side of the story." to respond to what Buff said, to respond to what you said on Chat Grapples and Cheap Pops. He said, the only way I'll do your show is if I can shoot on you guys. And I said, yeah, that's fine. That's kind of all we do. And he goes, well, I'll never do your show. Pussy-ass motherfucker. So he goes, I'll never do your show. And I said, well, why not? I said, he's like, well, you guys talk shit about me. And I said, we didn't say anything. We mentioned your name and Buff said everything. And he goes, last message I have from him, and I kept them, I'm, I'm specifically not deleting these messages because I think it's hysterical, is 
He said, <laughs> which one of you said, who the fuck is Kiwi? And then he blocked me immediately after. Or he said, that didn't know I existed. Oh, yeah, that was it. I'm sorry. Which one of you said, I didn't even know he existed? It and then he Vinny. blocked me immediately. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, Vinny did say that. But, all right, so fucking Kiwi. Listen, <laughs> he obviously should go back and listen to all of our shows because we talk more shit about everybody else than anybody. We did talk shit about him in one episode, I remember. But um, so back to Gorgeous George, I was messaging her. And I was like, hey, listen, we just had Buff on. This was two weeks ago when I was trying to get her back on. I was like, we just had Buff on. She's like, oh, how is he? I was like, oh, he's good, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, cool. And then um, I was like, hey, by any chance, do you know Kiwi? <laughs> and she's like, who? She said, like, Kiwi. I'm like, no, Kiwi. <laughs> he was in WCW. And she's like, I have no idea who that is. They worked at the company at the same time. They were on the same pay-per-views together that we watched. Yeah. No idea who she is. So, Kiwi, if you're listening, you fucking jerk off. We would love for you to come on. I'm going to be Team Bagwell. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We want we want you and Buff on the air to uh, kind of hash out your differences. But I got some advice for you. Well, not even advice. I got an observation. Gorgeous George knows who I am and who Ryan is and has no idea who the fuck Kiwi is. And you work together. What's that say? You guys shared a, a, a common area in the locker rooms and probably drove together, and she has no idea who you are, but she knows who we are. You guys ate fucking two pieces of the six-foot sub that was in catering, <laughs> and she has no idea. You probably shared a fucking an olive platter. They could have went to the buffet together, and they both reached for the same spoon. And Kiwi goes, oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. And she goes, thank you, sir. Nice haircut, idiot. And then <laughs> you look like Ryan from the front face lock if he spiked his hair, you fucking asshole. And then she scooped her whatever omelet into her plate and then goes, here you go, fucking stupid haircut, asshole, and hands him the spoon. And then she goes off. And then we fast forward 20 years later, and Vinny says, do you know who Kiwi is? And she goes, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> No, what really happened was she went to go grab a fucking little round roll that comes with the ziti that the, they provide, the, right? Yeah, the little rolls. The little rolls, and then you got the butter packets. and the Open shitty. the butter up. It's, it's either the one that has the, the peel off top or it's wrapped up like it's the, uh, like a starburst. Well, I think it's like the peel the peel off top, and then you got to squeeze it because it, it's better than trying to scoop it out with the shitty plastic knives that bend too far. So she goes to go grab a dinner roll, and he goes to grab it because he sees her. He loves her. She's beautiful. She's with Macho Man. He's like, this is my in. Even if Macho Man sees me and fucks me up, now bad press is better than no press, right? Yeah. This is the way to shoot to the top. Vince hates Macho Man at this point. If Macho Man beats me up, maybe I get good in with Vince. I leave WCW, go to WWE. I'm rising to the top. Fucking, I'm going to be Stone Cold Kiwi. <laughs> now, this this is all happening in Kiwi's head as he sees her reaching for this dinner roll. Right. So he also reaches for the dinner roll, and they touch hands. This magic moment. He thinks it's electric that his fucking hair flies up, and that's stupid. There's something about Mary. He used jizz as hair gel, fucking hairstyle, and fucking, fucking piece of shit. Listen, so he's thinking all this stuff. He's like, this is amazing. She's so beautiful. 
She looks up at him, looks him dead in the eyes. There's no mistaking that she looked right at him. He feels his heart. You know when you look at a woman that you think is beautiful and she makes eye contact with you and your heart like flutters and yeah. your stomach goes in knots and you get like nervous and start sweating? That's all happening to Kiwi right now. <laughs> right, Kiwi? <laughs> <laughs> so that's all happening to him. They go their separate ways. He sits back by fucking Meng and Jim Powers. George George goes to sit back by Macho Man, Miss Madness, Medusa. Kui was like, "That's it. This is gonna be. This is. There was a connection there." You think? Do you think he looked around the table and he's just like, "Meng, Jim, Kidman, I'm sorry. This is the last time I'm gonna have to sit at your table because I'm moving up in the world. I just made a huge connection at the at the buffet line when I was reaching for a dinner roll." I, I agree. I believe that Meng's like Meng is like I don't have to suck your dick anymore. It's great. So while that's happening, Gorgeous George goes back to her table, and and Macho's there. Ooh, what do they have there? They have some ziti. Mm, yeah, mm, looks so good. Mm, ooh, you got one of those delicious rolls, fresh from the bakery. Right. So he, so he's she's sitting there and she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, the strangest thing happened though, and he's like. What you know? He just stopped talking. And Macho, he's just, he's just like, what? He's like, what? What happened? So she's like, I don't know if this place is haunted, but I went to go grab a roll and I felt like something touched my hands, but there is literally nobody there. <laughs> I just saw this six foot pile of shit <laughs> standing next to the dinner roll. In fact, we should probably tell a manager they might want to put some new dinner rolls out. Because there was a six foot pile of shit reaching to grab a dinner roll when I was. Yeah, and that's what happens. And Kiwi <laughs> is uh I don't know. He 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 has a chip on his shoulder, I think. He he wants me to know who the fuck he is. I didn't know who he was before that pay-per-view. I never didn't have no idea. Did you know I, who he I was? I had not a clue until I watched that pay-per-view. How many five star Kiwi matches are there? <laughs> I don't think there's five Kiwi matches <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, we're trying to harass him into going on our show. Yeah, like, so we're, you know, four episodes in the season two or three episodes whenever the fuck I release this one compared to the last one. And we kept saying, who's our new Mark this year? Last year was Jim Powers and Brian Clark. Well, we never even thought Kiwi was on the list, but Kiwi's number one. Queer's number one. Do we agree that Bill DeMott is, or Bill Mott, whatever the fuck his name is, number two? He's on there. We haven't gotten to him yet because now we're still working on Queer. Yeah. We'll Buck get was, to him. Buck was actually number one and we got him super quick. And he's off the list because he was super cool. Yeah, he was pretty fucking cool. I don't think he remembers what he interviewed with us because, you know, he was up on <laughs> methamphetamines or something. <laughs> so, yeah. the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and we kind of touched on it in a few episodes. And I don't know if they made the episodes because of um, everything that keeps happening in WWE, but this will definitely make it because we're talking about it early and not drunkenly after the episode. More WWE releases. Yeah. I've said this before, and I still strongly believe this, especially with who he released and what Tony Khan's response to the releases were. I strongly believe Vince McMahon has a plan with what he's doing. I strongly believe that Vince McMahon is doing exactly what he did in when WCW was stealing all the talent from WWE in 96-97, is that he's flooding the market with people that maybe he just doesn't have a... Maybe he, he doesn't dislike them. 
He actually thinks they might be talented. But it, right now, he doesn't have a plan for them. And instead of wasting them not doing anything, he's letting them go. And he's letting the market get flooded. Look at what happened with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is gone for yeah. the moment. So now, AEW, Major League Wrestling, Impact, NWA, they're all getting these Ring of Honor guys. I think McMahon goes, I'm going to send some more guys. out. It's almost like a uh, controlled chaos thing. He's sending more guys out there. Then all of a sudden, AEW, which Tony Khan said there's probably five or six that just got released of these new releases that he's interested in. AEW is all of a sudden going to have too much talent. And then people are going to start leaving AEW and they're going to start going back to WWE or starting going to WWE for the first time. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going to start looking back at WWE going, all right, I'm okay. This guy's over here now. I'm going to go watch that guy. I think it's I think it's all a control plan. He's flooding the market. He's letting them fuck themselves. But don't you think that Tony Khan or any of these other owners could literally just not pick them up? They don't have to they don't have to hire these guys. It I see, but the thing that I think that Vince McMahon is good at is being a businessman. And the business decision is that he's releasing people when they're still popular. Not everybody, obviously, but Karen Cross, Keith Lee. And apparently Keith Lee was a huge problem backstage, according to Booker T. But really? yeah, he said that he he was like he had a lot of heat backstage and he wanted creative control. And Booker T called him an idiot or something like that because he said, You don't need creative control yet. You're too you're too green. Is it because he's it's because he was like overhyped so quick? It could be. I mean, they named him fucking Bearcat, bro. But they that was just his name. They they still called him Keith Lee, but they would call him Bearcat. It was like his name was Keith Bearcat Lee. Stupid. It's a dumb name. I'm not saying. But Stupid. he was popular. Karen Cross was popular. Scarlett Bordeaux is, is popular. Nia Jax is popular. These are wrestlers that somebody's going to sign. Are they? Are they? Karen like, Cross was popular in NXT. Karen Cross was popular in NXT. And then as soon as they brought him to the roster, he, uh, on the main roster, he fucking purposely buried him. He made him wear that ridiculous fucking executioner outfit. Got rid of Scarlet, made him lose his first two matches to fucking Jeff Hardy and like roll ups and fucking destroyed him. Yes, he destroyed any crowd that he had. But it, you're talking about it and you're upset about it. So now you want to see him go somewhere else so that he can get the justice. I'm not I saying don't. you specifically, I'm talking about it, the wrestling community. Like, is, all right, so a lot of people don't watch NXT. So they might not know what he was. But they see him on the main roster because that's the main shit. You know, like Raw SmackDown. They saw him on the main roster. He's like, oh, this guy's a fucking clown. And they're like, oh, AEW, Karen, Karen Cross is now fucking all elite. People are going to be like, this guy's a fucking clown. I'm not going to watch him. I don't think the AEW fan, and I'm not speaking uh, from experience because I'm not one, but what? I don't think the AEW fan is somebody that doesn't know an NXT guy. Because how would they know Adam Cole then? Because Adam Cole was on the independence before NXT. He was, he was, I think he was pretty sure he's a Ring of Honor guy. He was, I believe he was a Ring of Honor guy as well. But the NXT. Or New Japan, no, or New Japan. I think he was both. I think he was Ring of Honor for a little while because he was with somebody. I think he was with Kevin Owens in Ring of Honor. But the, the, the NXT push is really what got him in the forefront nowadays. It's the same thing with CM Punk. I mean, he went to the main roster, but you wouldn't have known him from the Ring of Honor days or the TNA days because who the fuck was he? The NXT push is kind of what got uh, Adam Cole to where he is, and then all of a sudden he gets released, and AEW picks him up. It's like, oh shit, because the AEW fan is somebody that does follow NWA 
and MLW and Ring of Honor and Impact and NXT. I heard, I heard a lot of those people. I mean, you mentioned Keith Lee, but I heard a lot of those people had fucking heat backstage. Like Nia Jax, aside from you saw the Charlotte shit, right? Yeah. Did you talk about that the last time? Yeah, Charlotte. Well, it didn't happen off the air with the well, since we haven't been on, but the whole thing with Becky Lynch and Charlotte and and Nia Jax and shit. But Nia Jax, she legit had heat backstage because she was always injuring people. Yeah, because she was a fucking horrible wrestler. I'm surprised Sasha Banks doesn't have heat like that because she fucking injures everyone too. Sasha Banks, I don't think does it like I think Perfectly. Sasha Banks. It's in it's 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 something that happens during a match. Nia Jax didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Yeah, Nia Jax just like drops people on their fucking head, and she's so big that she. And there's sometimes she's so big she can't even pick up people that she should be able to just toss around. I mean, she you could tell she has no I wouldn't say no athletic ability because she apparently she does, but no work ethic because she hasn't lost any weight, she hasn't developed her skill at all. She's not never gotten better, you know. And, and yeah, and the weight thing, like you know, okay, maybe that's just her her build. But you look at somebody like Dewdrop, who's not as big. But right. it's still a big girl who actually right. does have a lot of wrestling ability. You would think, but oh well, that's just another big girl too. She should she should suck just like Nia Jax. No, Dude Drop's actually really good. Well, and then you look at Karma and shit like you know, like there's bigger women wrestlers that maybe weren't like when she was Karma in WWE, and then she became Awesome Kong. She got progressively better as yeah. a wrestler, and then she came back as Karma for that last run. But she got progressively better. Nia Jax has never gotten better. She's always been sloppy. It just looks like she she it kind of like she doesn't care because she's she felt she was infallible because she's the Rock's cousin. I don't I didn't like Charlotte. Either. I don't like Charlotte either. But I feel like those multi generational talents have that. Well, I'm this I'm related to this person. I can do whatever I want. I'm a I'm a legacy. I agree with that to a point. I don't think it's everybody. Like somebody like Curtis Axel is a third generation, and I think Curtis Axel was fucking way underutilized, and he was super oh, I think he's great too. Yeah, yeah. I think the B team with him and Bo Dallas was. One of my favorite gimmicks that they had for a long time because it was so stupid, but it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are humble, but there's a lot too that you could tell they're super like, well, I'm gonna like the Usos, and I'm not saying that they're bad wrestlers; they're good wrestlers. Uh, I'm not a big fan of them; they're talented, but you could see that, especially the mistakes that like I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay fucking drunk driving every five days. You know, it's kind of like, well, I can do what I want. I'm I'm the Rock's cousin. I'm Roman Reigns' cousin, and that's how it's going to be. Like we're, we're untouchable. It, 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 same thing with Charlotte Flair. She looks like she walks around like, and everyone hates her backstage because she's trying to get out of her contract. But you know, I'm untouchable. I'm a Flair. I'm so royal. Char- Charlotte Flair to me, I I I, I was I don't want to say I was wrong about her. My opinion changed because yeah. when she first started, and you know. And I, I'm, I'm not even going to bring up all the plastic surgery because when she first started, she was very cute. She had the mole on her chin. She still looked like Ashley Flair, you know. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a limited amount of talent. And the, the Flair last name really pushed her to get to the popularity that she had. But I was still kind of like, oh, Charlotte. Like, I always liked Ric Flair until he swings his dick around at stewardesses. And it's, it's like, okay, well, you know, she's not as good as Rick, but... She's a flair, and she, you know she's she's there, and she's doing her best. And then all of a sudden, it became, oh look, Charlotte won the belt again. Oh look, Charlotte won the belt again. Oh look, Charlotte's out because she's got a nose job. Oh look, then all of a sudden, there's that picture where she looks like Cher. Yeah. And now she, I don't know what the fuck kind of outfits they're dressing her in, and the makeup, and everything. It's just 
what did they do to this used to be attractive girl? And I'm not just putting her looks. Yeah. And I'm not just putting her looks up uh, in the forefront, but she did it to herself. And then to me, the looks kind of take away from the talent because Mm. now you're just looking at what the fuck did like, I love Shotzi Blackheart. If Shotzi Blackheart came out tomorrow with China's original face (laughs) and was still as good, I'd still be like, ah, I don't like this. Like, what well, the fuck did she do to herself? Well, that's just, that's just it. The same thing with like Paige. Paige started yes. putting the, the fillers in her lips and like, and Carmella too with the filler. Like, you don't need those big fish. You don't look, you look fine. You, you look fine and you have talent. So now all yeah. that shit is distracting away from your talent. Yeah. I, I just never, I never liked Charlotte. I thought she was overrated. I still think she's overrated. And she uses, you know, the flair name obviously to her advantage, which, you know, People will, you know, but some are humble. Like you said, uh, you know, Curtis Axel and and even uh, Bo Dallas, you know. And Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt to an extent. You know, I don't think he – Randy Orton, I don't really think – I don't like Randy Orton, but I don't think he uses uh, – he's a bigger star than his dad. So it's not that he had to use him to elevate himself. He got his foot in the door, but it didn't make him who he was. Yeah, and I think it was only like a short period of time when he was younger that they actually referenced Cowboy Bob Orton yeah. or even brought it, they brought him out to the ring a few times. But it was never like, there's Cowboy Bob Orton's son, and he's you know he, he's bringing him to the ring in his first match. And but, No, he, he was Randy Orton. It's Cowboy's son, and then he just made his name for himself. The, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't actually care if we do the pay-per-view because this is actually kind of interesting. We're already 40 minutes in. There was something I read online that said, AEW, and this is not me saying this, even though it sounds like something I would say, AEW is actually killing all the other promotions. And I don't disagree with that. And I've said it before, like having the Impact Championship on AEW, what is that? And then you're burying Moose and uh, Rich Swan and all these guys. What are you doing to the Impact name that your roster can't beat somebody from AEW? And then like you take Thunder Rosa, NWA's biggest female star and then you sign them to AEW and you have Christian as the impact champion. Like you're, you're kind of burying all these other problems. I said this to Gary Capetta and he kind of like disagreed with me and kind of got a little snotty with me, but I've been saying this for months that I feel like AEW is burying other, other promotions and ring of honor is a perfect example because now ring of honor is indefinitely out of business. Yeah. I mean, either they're going to absorb all the talent from these promotions are going to a business where that are getting fired and let go. And if they do that, they're stupid because they don't have enough shows or time or storyline that they can incorporate everything. That's the problem with WWE had with so many people on the roster. They're going to use, they use the same five people. CM Punk is on every show every week. Brian Danielson's on every show every week. Adam Cole's on every show every week, but all the other people, and I want to get into something else real quick and then we can, Get into it. I would like to do a pay per view because that's where our, our funniness comes out. But that's um, true. There's a lot of talent there that are, aren't even used. So adding more doesn't make any sense to me. And that's that's why I think Vince McMahon did this. But is because- Tony Khan that fucking stupid? I don't think he's that stupid. He owns a football franchise. Granted, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and they suck. But is he that stupid that I'm just going to pay everybody? We're all going to sit around and do nothing. It, it doesn't help that it doesn't help any of them, even if they want to go back to WWE, because if they're not getting screen time, no one gives a fuck who they are. He's signing CM Punk, and he okay, so yeah, I will give credit. CM Punk's re debut in AEW was awesome. I liked it. I watched it. 
Yeah, but CM Punk's what have 40, you, 42 years old. Yeah, but it's like it's the it's the old uh, what have you done for me lately? Oh, he's fighting Eddie Kingston, and people oh, are saying great. this is how storytelling's done. Where did it come about? What what the, who gives a shit? Eddie Kingston sucks. sucks. CM Punk is past his prime. Brian Danielson's all of a sudden in the main event picture after what one match? Like who gives a shit? Like what about all these guys that have been there since day one? The last thing I want to bring up about AEW. So I don't know if you're following the story about Sincara or or Linsterado. It was one of those luchadors, right? Linsterado, I think it is. It was Linsterado. I think I know where you're going with this. And he sent out a tweet about Brody Lee, John Huber, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. So his name is John Huber, J-O-N is the way it's spelled. So he, he gets signed to AEW. He's like, oh, you know, I just want to thank, you know, I guess the spirit of John Huber for letting me on his show and being able to share this thing. And he name drops John Huber, but spells the name wrong. Spells with an H. So Jericho puts, you spelt his name wrong. And then John Huber's wife fucking trashes it on Twitter too. I just want to stop everybody there. Now he's just name dropping to get, he's one of the, like, I understand why they got pissed at him. Because he's name dropping just so he could be relevant when he gets there. Huber's wife was saying Biggie was there every time at the hospital, you know, and always oh, there, you know, so she would be okay with him saying something. This guy, Liz Dorado, didn't fucking hardly talk to him. Which So I understand where you're upset. At the same time, the guy fucking spelt his name wrong, and you're getting your shit all... Like, there's not enough things to worry about in the world is that this is pissing you off so bad. Like, I don't know. Doesn't Jericho own part of the company? Probably. I mean, I can't imagine he would. He's been there for so long. He, you know, and I love Jericho, but he, he really needs to hang it up. Yeah, but I think he could literally just get rid of the guy if they don't like him. You know, I don't know if it's supposed to be... If it was kayfabe, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I, I just think it was kind of in bad taste they talk about all this unity and all this and then they go and trash the guy because he just said some like he wasn't i get i get how it might come off to them but i don't really think he was doing it to be an asshole i mean mean? it could have autocorrected on his phone and he didn't notice it when he hit send Mm -hmm. i mean that's like us saying to like i put a thing about judy bagwell i didn't know her i was like you know i want to give condolences because we talked to her son as i buffed bagwell going how fuck could you you know like i'm not doing promote me i was just he, maybe that's just the way he's doing. I don't know. It kind of, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth because they want to talk about oh he's just using John Huber to make himself uh, popular or try to get him in. Meanwhile, for the past year they've been exploiting his death in AEW nonstop and uh, sending his son out as negative one. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the wife is exploiting his death <laughs> too, you know. So like oh let's have a John Huber. Like I understand he was a big part of when AEW first got here and he he was amazing but they're talking about him like he's Hulk Hogan well I mean AEW seems to want to exploit things because now you know the whole Owen Hart oh yeah you know tournament that they want to have what Owen Hart fucking has no idea he's dead he has no idea AEW exists he didn't even know who Jericho was probably I think it's wrestling in itself is a lot of self I'm trying to think of the word just ego everyone's ego it's all about them. They don't really care. They they can pretend that they're all you know virtuous and shit, but they really are doing it to make themselves bigger. You know they don't well, really. The, the Owen Hart thing, I think, is more of like the casual WWE fan that's been following it for years, but doesn't isn't a hardcore follower. You know, maybe watches the big four pay per views, knows all the old school wrestlers, and then all of a sudden they hear, 
Oh, Owen Hart. I remember Owen Hart. He died in WWE. Oh, AEW is doing something, but WWE is not doing anything. So now I'm going to oh, let me check this AEW thing out because they're doing something on a wrestler I remember growing up. And now, oh, they just gained a they gained a a, a, a viewer. Oh, that's all I want to talk about. That. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I had. I didn't think it was going to take us an, almost an hour. Survivors, <laughs> you should have known better. I know. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. So we'll have this episode in a month. All right, so well, get into the card, buddy. So Survivor Series '97, it's the it's the famous Montreal screw job. It's 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 much like Bash at the Beach when Hogan turned heel. Nobody remembers what happened before it. Right. They just remember the main thing. So Survivor Series '97, November 9th, 1997, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, at the Molson Center. The attendance was twenty thousand five hundred and ninety three, mm-hmm. and the capacity was. 21,302. Going on at the same time, now we may have uh, watched it. Actually, no, we did not watch this one, but we have watched it before. WCW World War Three. Okay. It was November 23rd, 1997 in Auburn Hills, Michigan at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Attendance was 17,128 and the capacity was 20,076. Not bad. The card for WCW World War Three was Faces of Fear, Meng and Barbarian, versus Glacier and Ernest Miller. Perry Saturn versus the man who apparently did not suck the right dick, according to Buff Bagwell, Disco Inferno. Oh, another pay-per-view. Yuji uh, Nagata versus Ultimo Dragon. Steiner Brothers versus the Blue Bloods, which was Lord Steven Regal and Squire David Taylor. Raven versus Scotty Riggs in a Ravens Rules match, of course. Well, of course. Every match was a Ravens Rules match, wasn't it? Every match! It's my rules. What about me? What about Raven? What about my rules? Right, Queewee? <laughs> right, Queewee? Oh, you know who's not on this card? Queewee! <laughs> oh, oh, shocker. <laughs> you want to know why? Because in 1997, he was sitting in a fucking bus stop bathroom waiting for a dick to pop through the glory hole. <laughs> I don't even know the guy, and I'm Team Bagwell. All right? Yeah. Fuck you, Queewee. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Steve Mongo McMichael versus Alex Wright. Das Wunderkid. Das Wunderkid. Eddie Guerrero one. versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. In a Kurt in a Dominic custody battle. I think this was pre Dominic custody battle, but this might have been custody of Rey Mysterio's sperm that turned into <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> this is the. The sperm bank match. It's pre-Vince Russo, but if this happened during Vince Russo era, it would have been a sperm bank match. You got to climb the ladder, jerk off into a cup, and fucking drive down to the sperm bank. Oh, so the cup's empty at the top. Yeah. You have to fill it at the top. You know how hard that would be to stand on top? You know how hard it is to hang Christmas lights on the top of a ladder? And you want somebody to go up there and jerk jerk off? (laughs) Yeah, you got to get the cup and jerk off on the top of the ladder. Can you pull the cup down, or does the cup still have to be hanging? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be climbing all the way up the fucking wire. So, yeah, you can pull the cup down. Like, it unhooks, but then you have to finish and then, you know, transport your ejaculate down to the sperm bank. So the match doesn't end until you hand the nurse your cup of sperm. And she puts it in the freezer and locks it. Uh, so you could hand it to her, and then Guerrero could have jumped through the over-the-counter and tackled the nurse. Yeah, he could have done one of the fucking five-star frog splash on the nurse. 
<laughs> and the cum just splatters everywhere. Everywhere. And that's how we got Dominic Because it mixed right. with the fucking dust on the floor and shit. And they just kind of swept it back into the cup. It's it mixed with a mosquito and the dust on the floor and some dirt that was under the nurse's fingernails. Voila, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Have you seen? He did looks nothing like uh, Ray Mysterio. He does look like Eddie Guerrero more so. Yeah, if you had a mullet and a mustache. I mean, not to mention the fact that Ray Mysterio is four foot one and Dominic Mysterio is five foot something. <laughs> Doesn't look Mexican at all. No. He might have been Giant Gonzalez's kid. Nobody even brought that up. Yeah. Ellie Gante's kid. He's Ellie's Ellie stupid. <laughs> His Ellie Gante. He just Ellie Gante was sitting in the sperm bank in door number one. And he hears all this commotion outside, this kerfuffle. And <laughs> he fucking sees the splooge splatter all over the place and he switches the vials with his. Well, I don't know if you know this. Bullshit! Elegante, after he got out of wrestling, could not find another wrestling job. Really? No, I mean, you're a giant guy, you're a giant Gonzalez, you're Elegante, which is Spanish for the Gante. The Gante. And he only had one pair of clothes. That's it. Well, he had two. He had the Elegante outfit and the giant Gonzalez outfit. Yes. The furry one is the one he wore, though. To not be See, yeah, so he actually got hired as a security guard at the sperm bank. And did he wear his Elegante or Giant Gonzalez cost, uh, uniform? Yes, because he would pretend he was a ficus in the corner to throw off potential criminals or people who are trying to assault nurses, and he would pop out and go, nah! He would say that, exactly? That's how he taught. That's all he knew how to say. Was it Laba? Laba. Laba. Did he have a little badge on? He had a little badge that said LA Giant Gonzalez because they didn't know what to call him. Security. But his other job at the sperm bank was cup filler. I have a couple of questions. I'm here to answer. So, by cup filler, do you mean that if there weren't enough customers at the sperm bank, it was his job to fill the daily quota? That was part of the job. Okay. The other part of the job was if they didn't fill the cup to a certain point, he you had to top, it, top off. it off. Okay. Kind of like when you're pouring a tap beer and the and the head foam goes a little down and you have to like top off the, the beer a little bit. Oh, I thought you're I thought you're gonna be like a, if you're a barista and you had to put the foam on top of the, the drinks at uh same Starbucks. difference. Yeah, same thing. He just had he had to top the cups off, but also because you know he was so tall. One of the the downsides of being that big is you're filled with cum, just a complete sack of cum, a cum sack. <laughs> That's why he was that tall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Bullshit. One time, Giant Gonzalez got he got a pretty big laceration in a match. He got hit with a chair, right? right? Right. They had to stitch him up, but they were so confused in the back. Why? Pre-cum. Pre-cum coming out of his arm instead of blood. Yeah, at his head. Oh, it's out of his head. Yeah, no blood. He doesn't bleed. He just he just pre-cums. <laughs> pre-cums. Anytime he has any sort of mucous membrane, like he sneezes, blows his nose, spits, pees, shits, you know, pops a blister or a pimple, all full of cum. Well, that's getting back a circle 
to Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, at the end of this match, some of the little Mysterio fell out of the cup, and they said, hey, Elegante Gonzalez, which is actually, um, I mean, in Spanish, it means, you know, the Gante, but in um, Hebrew, Elegante means filled with cum. And that, that's what it means? That's exactly, Elegante in Hebrew. I think it's in Yiddish. Hebrew. It might be Yiddish. It means filled with cum. Oh. So he, they like, hey, Elegante Gonzalez, we have to, you know, this is for WCW. We have to put this cup in, but it's a, it's a little bit below the line. So he topped it off, and the, the two, the little baby Rey Mysterio sperms and the big Elegante sperms merged like the like station in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And that's how Dominic Mysterio was born. Did you know that after he was born, the Gante, he needed some extra money. So aside from his security job, he went and actually did some independent wrestling just to make an extra, some scratch. You don't say. Yeah. Do you know what his, he changed his, his ring name. It wasn't Elegante. No, because you know, his reputation preceded him. Ah, uh, so we had to like go in incognito. Pre-Jack Jerry. Pre-Jack Jerry. Yeah. Isn't and that the partners with New Jack? So it was pre-Jack Jerry and New Jack were tag team partners. What was their tag name? There was actually three more members. Oh, so there was a stable. Jack Jack Briscoe, Matt Jackson, and 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 Nick Jackson. Way before they were born, but what were they called? <laughs> no. Yes. There's two names. There's a Jack, jack off five. <laughs> or the circle jerks. I, I'm glad they went with the jack off fives. <laughs> yeah. It was a creative decision. Well, because, I mean, wasn't the jack off five a, like a, the precursor to three NWL. count? Well, three count and, uh, and two cool. Yeah. Because it was Jack off five, and then they lost one, and it became four. It was four horsemen because yeah. it was a bunch of j- Jack offs. It was the three count, <laughs> and then two cool. Yeah. So basically, the moral story is: don't go to a sperm bank with a ficus in the corner. You could be getting mutant children. Next right? match <laughs> <laughs> is Kurt Henning versus Ric Flair, and then Scott Hall won the sixty-man World War Three Battle Royal. And he threw out the giant, coincidentally. Paul White? Paul White giant, not Elegante giant. That brings us to Survivor Series. Survivor Series 1997. That would have been a great Survivor Series match. Gigante, Legante, Elegante, Guerrero, Mysterio, New Jack, and a Survivor Series match. I don't know where I'm going with this. You drove almost a sixth of the way across the country in the wrong direction. You there? Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so Survivor Series 1997. It had four four-on-four elimination Survivor Series. First one: the Godwins, Henry O and Phineas I. Hog and Pig, and the New Age Outlaws. Don't you think that there should have been another? Godwin. Well, two more Godwins. What what should the, the other two Godwins have been? Well, it could have been three more Godwins. It could have been Bob Orton and Randy. There would have been Boar. Boar Godwin. Borg? <laughs> no, just Boar. Like Phineas, Henry, Boar. 
which is two people, and then it would have been doink, but dropping the D. <laughs> Oink. So, so you 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 are you missing the pun of Henry O. Godwin made the from hog. hog? Yeah, hog. So if it was Boar Godwin, no, he wouldn't been... be Godwin. He would just be their cousin. Oh, you didn't say that. You said there should have yeah. been two more Godwins. Well, you know, part of the Godwin family. So they should have had like a whole stable of Godwins. Boar, oink, oink, oink. The, not a oink, clown. Oink, oink the pig. Oink the sow. What the fuck's a sow? Sow's a pig, isn't it? Oh. S O W. Look it up. Sow. Sow. A sow female pig. The verb sow is pronounced completely different from the noun so, which means a female pig. You know, there there actually could have been another cousin. Yeah. And he was he was from Italy. Oh god. And he's he was the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Vito? Vito, the guinea pig. <laughs> the guinea pig. I fucking hate you. <laughs> so they were fighting who? They were with the New Age Outlaws. Okay. And they fought Headbangers and the new Blackjacks, which was Blackjack Bradshaw and Blackjack Wyndham. I'm not going to say it. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> Text you. The next match is the Truth Commission, which features your Lyft driver, the interrogator. Kurgan. Kurgan. It also has the Jackal. It has Recon and Sniper. Were they anybody like... The Jackal was Don Callis. Ugh. I didn't even know he was actually a wrestler. Uh, Recon was Barry Buchanan, who was ended up being Bull Buchanan. Okay. And Sniper was a guy named Luke L-U-C. P-O-I-R-I-E-R. Poirier? He was, was Canadian. Quebecers? No, he wasn't one of the Quebecers. He was just that was him. Luke Poirier. <laughs> and they are fighting the disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Ball Chains, Crush and Skull. All four original members. Harris Brothers. Harris Brian Brothers, Lee, Brian Lee, and, and Brian Adams. Okay. The next match is well, I mean, it was Team Canada, but the first member was British Bulldog, so I don't know how that works. Then it was Ugh. Doug Furness. Doug Furness? Furnace. Furnace. F-U-R-N-A-S. Furnace. Oh, okay. Jim the Anvil Neidhart and Phil Lafone. I got nothing they, for them. They beat Team USA, obviously, because they're in Canada. Now, this is 1997. Could you have come up with a better Team USA than what, we're, what I'm about to tell you? I'm going to tell you. Let me guess. Okay. Ooh, we're right on the cusp here, so I don't know if people might have left. Let me guess. Did Hacksaw leave yet? Hacksaw's gone. So that means Lex Luger's gone. That means Lex Luger is also gone. Okay. So let's go back. Team USA, 97. Smoking guns. No. Can I get a hint? Not one of these people I would associate with being American. Takamichinoku. Not that bad. No, they're, I think they all are American. I'm just saying Team USA, yeah, these are the four guys I'm going with. Ahmed Johnson. No, he's in a different Lilo match. Lilo Brown. No. 
He's in a different match. Draws. No. Give me another hint. Maybe I. Maybe Kevin. No, he's gone. Give me another hint. I'll give you one hint that's going to give away the one person. Okay. It's time for your hint. Vader. Yes. Vader. And then three other people you would not think to be tagged with Vader that were on the same level as Draws. On the same level as Draws? Yeah, like mid Carters. In the 90s, huh? Val Venus. Same level, but no. Godfather. No. White? Two of them are white. Well, well, let me rephrase that. One of them's white, one of them's not white, and the other one is a different color altogether. That should be that's your other hint. Going to clown? No, close. Boogeyman? Different color altogether. Papa Shango? A different color. Then white. It's in his name. D'Lo Brown. No, he's in a different match. <laughs> a different color. Blue Blazer. No. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Yellow Canary. Red Rooster. You were closer with Yellow Canary. Coco Beware. Golden Goose. <laughs> you were so close with that one. Golden Goose? Yes. <laughs> you just, you were so close with that. Gold Dust. Yes. We're <laughs> <laughs> two white guys. Or one white guy. No, one one white guy and one non-white guy. Is the non-white guy Hispanic or black? I think he's a little bit of both. I don't know, but his Savio ex, Vega? His ex-wife is a Brock sucker. Mark Marrow? Yeah. He's white. Mark Marrow's not white. Mark Marrow is fucking like Italian. What? Yes. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, the last person also has a color in his name. But the color, it also has a, actually, his last name is the noun of a colored person. Do you think the other competitor would be a black man? I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a black man. Blackman? Steve Blackman. Ugh, he's white, too. Gold Dust, Mark Marrow, Steve Blackman, and Vader. I'm glad we you fucking figured that out. Then you have Kane versus Mankind. All of mankind. All of mankind. He fought us all. Fought everyone. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> was that Y two K? That was Y two ninety seven. Why not? Then you have Ken Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, and the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk, versus the Nation of Domination, Farouk, Dilo Brown, Kama Mustafa, and Rocky Mayavia. Oh no, Mark Henry. No Mizark. No Mizark. No Owen? Oh, that's right, because he's... Owen's fighting Stone Cold in the next match. And then the main event is the match that everybody remembers. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. The infamous screw job, which honestly, if you want to take a different perspective, was the best thing WWE ever did because... I agree. As much as I was a Bret Hart fan, Shawn Michaels kind of launched the Attitude Era with DX, which he did before this, obviously, but it it, it kind of put him in another stratosphere. True. I agree. This put him over... This, this put him into... All right, so he was a big villain when it came to Marty Jannetty, and then this made him a supervillain. He went from Lex Luthor 
like I'm a genius psycho to Lex Luthor, I just killed Superman. Yeah, it made him just the uh, how much more of a dick can Shawn Michaels become? You know, and he'll go and the day he dies, say that he didn't know about it, but we all know that's not true. There's no way he didn't know about it. Hebner knew about it too, right? And he ran out of the ring, thought Brett was going to kill him. And uh, yeah, uh, Bret Hart apparently confronted Hebner in the back and he swore he would never do that and mm -hmm. he had no idea, but you know. He had his brother had the car running. I mean, there's so much, if you read Bret Hart's book, if you watch every special on it, there's that great interview. It was the first sit down with Michaels and Hart with Jim Ross on the the old network. On it. It's probably on Peacock. Yeah, I saw that one. That was uh, where they kind of make amends. They make, yeah, they make amends. And I, I'm not going to lie. That moment on Raw where Bret Hart calls out Shawn Michaels and he comes out, that was a cool moment. I'm not going to, you know. And the funny thing about that moment, though, is I don't know if you remember what was going on in TNA the same exact time was TNA started doing their Monday night show and they brought Hogan out for the first time. Okay. And the ratings were so one-sided to heart. Like nobody gave a shit that Hogan came out because they literally, I, I saw something with Bischoff where he said they tried to time Hogan coming out a minute before Hart came out. So people watching TNA wouldn't flip over, but apparently it was just, it was almost as bad as, them WCW saying Mick Foley's going to win the belt. That Mankind's going to win the belt, yeah. Yeah, and everybody just flipped over to Hart because they knew that he was going to call Shawn Michaels out right away. All right, so do you want to watch any of this? You want to watch the Truth Commission? Sure. What match is that? That's the second match. This was before Kurgan was Ubering, by the way, because Uber just happened, started, but um, he was driving a taxi. The interrogator. He was a taxi driver. I, I missed the Survivor Series matches where it was four on four. It's real lazy now, you know. It's it's been for a while though. It's 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 been for a few years, like probably t almost twenty years that they kind of only just have the one Survivor Series match. Survivor Series match, and every once in a while they'll do like a throwback one where it's like, oh, we're gonna do all Survivor. I, I wish they would go back to when it was all Survivor Series matches, and the winners got did another match at the end. See, I do like the um, when they used to do the invasion kind of thing. They go to the locker rooms like the first time that they did it. It was like NXT was invading Raw and Smack. You know, remember all that shit? That was cool. But now, like the booking for it, everybody on the Raw team and everyone on the SmackDown team, they all have issues with each other. Yeah, it, like, it's just, you know, it's not going to be anything about them fighting each other. They're going to fucking all turn on each other, and, and both the uh, men and women. Yeah, because what was it last year, or two years ago, where it was like AJ and Strowman were fighting. They didn't let Strowman in the match. I don't remember what the hell it was. I just remember it was like the Raw team won yeah. five to nothing because the SmackDown team was fighting amongst itself. Like the women's match, I think it has Bianca Belair and Sasha and like Sh Shotzi and like all of them hate each other. It's so stupid. And same thing with like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And I, th I think what they should do, I like the idea of the Raw versus SmackDown thing, but they should also have. A Raw Survivor Series match and a SmackDown Survivor Series match. I get the whole thing now. It's like, oh, Survivor Series is the only one where they champions from both, you know, promote or Raw and SmackDown fight each other. Okay, do that, but also have four different Survivor Series matches. Like, I would have like the New Day and the Street Profits versus the Usos and the Alpha Academy. Yeah, like some heel tag team. You know, like 
I like those back where they they all they're both heels, they're both faces, and then they fight each other. You know. Yeah, and like people complain, like, "Oh, Bobby Roode's not getting utilized." Well, he's on TV every week with Dolph Ziggler, and yeah. they were the tag champions for a while. And they, Bobby Roode's fucking—I don't know what he did, but he's fucking jacked as hell now. I know what he did steroids, <laughs> <laughs> and the name of the Dirty Dogs is fucking awful. It is, but they're—I actually like those two together. I think they're a really good tag team. Yeah, and Bobby Roode's a tag team guy. He was—he uh, was in tag teams in TNA forever. Yeah, with James Storm. James Storm. I read something where James Storm might come back to WWE. Oh, great. Can't wait. Maybe it's not going to be a toxic environment anymore. Do you see where he was sitting in the crowd of the Independent League? Because they didn't have a check for him. So he just sat up in in the crowd and watched and drank beer and watched the whole promotion and didn't participate. Oh, so he's a fucking crybaby, too. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? You didn't make your $15, bro. I can't afford my beer. And my tag team used to be called Beer Money. Pew, pew, pew. I need my beer money. Pew, pew, pew. Blanks. I'm shooting blanks now. I can't even afford real boats because I didn't get paid my $15. I got a buy a cap gun from the dollar store. It goes pa 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 pa. Yes. So the fucking Undertaker isn't wrestling on this? No, he's not even here. That's weird. Oh, here comes the Truth Commission. Jean Claude Van Fuckface. They look like fucking M. Bison. They look like when Big Boss Man was in WCW as the Guardian Angel. Ugh. Curtis Sliwa? Yes. <laughs> Fucking nutbag. They have their little green shirts and their red berets. All right. All right. So who's that in front? Is that Bull Buchanan? That's Bull Buchanan in front. And then it, I believe it's uh, probably Recon next. Curtis and then the Jackal Don Callis. And the Interrogator. The Taxi right. Driver. So these fuck faces come out. Looking like Cammy from Street Fighter 2. There's Kurgan. I only see three of them. Wait. So sad. Yeah, I don't see four of them. Does he come later, maybe? Maybe he's not technically a member, but... He's on the ring ropes. Oh. Oh, he's recon. Oh, he went out first because he's reconnaissance. Oh, I get it now. Fucking stupid. Why are they wearing, like, fishing boots? Wow, Don Callis... Always sucked. Always. I don't even know why he's there. He's fucking Howard Stern. And who are they fighting? They're fighting DOA. Actually, I'm sorry. Don Callis was the jackal. Oh, so they didn't even do the proper reconnaissance. Recon was uh, the other guy. Recon was was Bull Buchanan. These guys. Motorcycles. DOA. You know how bad a motorcycle smells when you're up close against it outside, and then you put four of them in a fucking... A small arena in Montreal. It's like putting four homeless people together inside a Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then they're leaving. They're just gone. They just went around the ring on their motorcycles and they just left. Did did they really? Yeah, they're all just gone. I guess they didn't do the proper recon. Waka waka. Oh, they got a park. There's a motorcycle parking area. It looks like Miz's dad. Would you park? Why wouldn't you just park them up there at the beginning? They had to show that they're badasses. And well, Crush left after this, right? And that's why he's. That's why they became three of them. Yeah, because Crush went to WCW and went with uh, Brian Clark, our good friend. I believe this year, '97, and then they became just uh, Chains, Eight Ball, and Skull. But I don't think Brian Lee was there. That I think it just ended up being the two of them, and then they left to become the Harris Brothers. Yeah, which they blew too. 
Yeah, the Blue Brothers, the Harris Brothers, and Chains and Eight Ball. You know the Blue Brothers that have those big, long fucking hair, right? The curly hair? Yeah, they were at uh, Royal Rumble, whichever one we did together, five, 95, 93, one of them. Oh, it's no cell. Kurgan's no cell here. Kurgan no cells, and I totally forgot this character existed. The reason I forgot this character existed was because nobody remembers anything that happened before the screw drop. Did he piss himself? Did he? Look at his leg. He did. No, wait. Are all their pants like that? Oh, all their pants are like that. The inner oh, leg. Oh, so it, it just... Why is it darker on the inner leg? It looks like they just pissed themselves. Maybe that's part of it? Maybe they all did piss themselves? Maybe that's, like, their way to, like, intimidate them? Look how intimidating we are! We don't even care we pissed ourselves! The truth capition pissing. The truth I'm pissing. The truth. I love you, Johnny Cakes. Come pissing. The truth. You don't like it? No, I love it. It's amazing. It's the best drug I've ever heard. This fucking dick. Yeah, what? He looks like Medusa. <laughs> he looks like Medusa. <laughs> right? Right? He does. He has the same size titties as her, too. Well, he's really grabbing his ass there, huh? Oh, he had a handful. Are they twins? The Blue Brothers? What gave it away? The fact that they look exactly the same? I mean, you look like people. They have the same tattoos... And they look exactly the same. They're the same so, height. Wait, the twins build. have to have the same tattoos? They just do. Do they come out of the womb with the same tattoos? Who's this guy? It's, it's, it's a sniper. This is uh, Luke Poirier. He's fucking terrible. And here's Bull Buchanan, apparently, right? Looks nothing like That's him Bull either. That's Bull Buchanan, yeah. Well, Blue, Blue Cannon. <laughs> right, Queewee? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Adams is the only badass guy in this whole match. Does he do the Kona Crush move still? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. Oh, Don Callis no. is on the on the uh, commentary. commentary. Oh, it's, did you know this is gang rules? This is wait. Is there a tagline? We never even checked to see if there was a tagline. Apparently, the tagline is Karate Fighters presents Gang Rules Survivor Series. Really. Yeah. Oh boy, I gotta tell you that 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 sounds awful. That was fucking terrible. Here comes the other. Did they never do the Bella Bella Magic Twin Magic? What was that called? Well, where they one gets just comes in because the other one fell out of the ring or something. Yeah, and they like swap and want to pin him. Remember the Bellas did that though. I was like, how they how is that even happening? Ruby Bella's got no tits, no ass. She's not hot. This Bella's way hotter. How did this happen? <laughs> Where's the hot one? Why is the hot one outside of the ring? Hey, it's Mike Kyoto. Look how young Mike Kyoto is. Mike Kyoto, why would you do that? Still one of my favorite clips ever. I got to find that and pull that out. Because I, I kept that in the episode. Why would you do that? This is true. But it was, in the, it was in the drunken Christmas Eve Unforgiven episode. <sighs> why would you do that? Oh, we've come so far. No, have far we? Away. No. I think we're regressing. Oh, someone's we got are to go to hell. That's it? That's all. That's the best they came up with? I told you, I've, to I've talked about it before, how clever I thought I was when I went to the house show and, like, 
93. Uh, Money Inc. fought uh, the Mega Maniacs. And I, I was like, I, I, drew, I can't draw. And I drew this like Hogan DiBiase in the collar and elbow tie up. And it said, Money Inc. will pay. <laughs> I, I, that's a real story, uh, yes. by the way. Referees are cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, because everything you say is fucking gold. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not in fucking cubic zirconium. Um, what? I don't know. The signs. I have a sign. I'm sure someone has made a sign that says like, "You suck, do do. You suck, do do." I bet you. Oh, like for the Kurt Angle music? Yeah. How much you want to bet? I bet if we really researched, then I'm sure we'd find that. There's probably so many awful signs. What do you think? All right, if you had to pick, you you're the you're the sign guy. You're the sign guy. You're at home right now, and you're gonna make a sign for this match. Truth Commission versus DOA. Go. Give me give me one, and we'll go back and forth. The truth will come come out. No, don't like that. The truth will set you free. This is stupid. I want to talk about vaginas. The truth will end up D-O-A. <laughs> Kurgan sucks balls. <laughs> Kurgan drove my lift. <laughs> D-O-A is going to crush them. Crush the truth. This guy is fucking stupid. Interrogator, more like... In smelligator. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> My favorite sign I've ever seen was somebody that just had a sign that said, I didn't know what to write. It could wait, did Truth Commission actually win this match? Was that a booger? He's got a booger on his goatee. Oh good god. What the fuck is that? It's E.T. Look at that what is that? floppy headed Canadian. Look at that floppy headed Canadian. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Is that is that Nick Cage's girlfriend? What the fuck is that? He's got three teeth on one side of his mouth. What is up with Canada, bro? WWF on AOL. America Online. Stone Cold's looking at him like, why isn't the modem connecting? I haven't heard the modem noise. Yeah, but that little, little guy's just running and he hasn't moved. This is before he was Stone Cold, Stone Cold, right? Like before no, he was like, still... He, this was before he was like the super popular Stone Cold, but this is, when, this is after the Ringmaster. This is his intercontinental time, right? Yeah. He wins the Intercontinental Championship at this pay per view. God, Steve Black. You had to, awful. Was he like a real martial artist? Because he, he was a real martial artist, but he did suck. Sable looks like shit. It's time. It's time for Survivor Series. It's time. I can't remember my line. It's time for my line. It's Vader's lines. Vader line. Goldust. I know we've defended him. He's fucking corny. I think wrestlers are actually like big nerds. Oh, I'm sure they are. They're like Dungeons and Dragons kids. There's the Kurt Angle music. We just talked about this yeah. in the In Your House episode, how the Kurt Angle music was used more than once. Well, here it is. This is Team USA's music. So I guess Vince McMahon thinks of this when he thinks of America. I guess so. The American, who is it, IRS and who else? It, no, well, a real American was supposed to be Barry Windham and IR, oh, okay. uh, Mike Rotundo's theme music when they were whatever tag team at WrestleMania 1. I forget the name of it. Goldust looks like he's actually a video game. He does look like like WCW Revenge coming out. And it's Vader and Blackman. Team Canada, what do you think about this British bulldog? 
the captain. Hey, h- how about you, Jim the Anvil Nightheart from California? What do you think about Team Canada? What about you, fuckers? Let's just let's see. Are any of these fucking guys from Canada? These guys probably are because they're French. Philophon. No. Philophon is the only fucking one from. Oh, wow. Uh, Doug Furness is dead. Okay. Um, take it to Bell. The, uh, team Canada. There's only one fucking Canadian on the team. So it's actually like Team USA and UK plus one Canadian. It's it's Team British Bulldogs country used to own these two countries. Doug Furness. Hypertensive heart disease. Are you serious? He, a wrestler died of a heart failure? Yeah, he was a power lifter. So I, I don't think steroids had any cause in his death. Not at all. Fern ass. Yeah, British, look at British Bulldog. He's got a fern ass. Firm ass. That guy kind of looks like... Tyson Kidd? Yeah, it looks like him with the hood on. All right, American North. No, it's not Canada versus the United States. It's California, Oklahoma, and Manchester, England, and maybe Canada versus the United States. All right. What's with the granny panties, man? Oh, that's a nice shot. Yeah. Like Thanks for showing that? us taint. Fern ass's asshole. Fern ass's firm taint. Are we watching this or are we going to a different match? Well, the next match is Kane and Mankind. And then the other matches are like 20 minutes long, except for the Owen Hart match. Nothing says America like apple pie and Big Van Vader. Every time I get together with my family on 4th of July to celebrate America, I always don my Big Van Vader mask, my Mark Merrill skull cap, and my Steve Blackman ghee, and I paint my face like gold dust. Do you do that all of that? All the time. Don't the lines from the mask get, fuck up your makeup, though? No, because I put the makeup on first. Yeah, but then the mask, when you put the mask on, it'll fuck the makeup up. Right, right now, he doesn't look like gold. He he would be canceled today. Because he's doing blackface? He's doing black. He looks like, remember Meteor Man? He looks like the Golden Lords. He does. That's a great movie, by the way. It was a good movie. Meteor Man with Robert Townsend? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, he walks Sable to the other side. Oh, uh, this is like when Sable started going independent of Mark Maron. They started feuding. It's such a shame yeah. that WCW had Vader as such a powerhouse heel and WWE just ruined him. Like, he's somebody... If we had to name people that WWE ruined coming from another federation or another promotion, I'd say Vader's got to be in the top ten. Yeah. He legitimately... Luger's, he, Luger's in it, too. When I was a kid, I remember Vader legitimately scaring me. Like, I was like, he's going to kill them. Yeah, and when he used to come out in WCW, I mean, that mask thing, that, that giant, like, horned mask yeah, yeah. that he used to wear... It was dumb, but it was like I was a kid. That was like kind of scary. Oh, Steve Blackman! Oh, you turn and heal, Steve Blackman! Oh man, you give him the finger, Steve Blackman! He said, "Fuck off!" Right to his face. That Blackman would legit kill these people. That guy was that guy was fucking hood, man. Yeah, I do. I know that was hood. Mark Merrow was waste of talent. Yeah, that's actually another good point because Johnny B. Bad was a television champion and U.S. champion and And wild. Remember his wild man, Mark Merrow, when he first came, the long hair. And yeah, it was a long. It was it was. They were essentially trying to build off the Johnny B. Bad character. Does Vader win this whole thing? I'm not or telling you. It. Oh no, Bulldog wins it because they're in Team Canada. Don't yeah, let the Canadian guy win though. This guy who sucks fucking nuts. That was the yeah. worst drop kick. He didn't even touch Vader. A firm ass. Would you rather get put in a head scissor leg lock by a naked firm ass 
or Vader or the Island Boys? So let me just go right off the bat say <laughs> I'm I'm not sure why every week something else bad is happening to me. Because I bring it up first? You could always interject and, and come up with something for me. <laughs> My mind doesn't go down that road. I wa- like I'm following you down front face lock avenue and then all of a sudden you turn on you know ryan's gonna get fucked up somehow avenue and i just go i don't want to go down that road and then all of a sudden it's you know i'm getting fucked and super kicked by the the young bucks and stink faced by rakishi and yokozuna and now um i'm being leg scissored by firm ass or a naked firm ass or what was the other option (laughs) options i have a couple okay so Naked. No, they're all naked. Oh, everybody's naked. <laughs> I just naked. wander. Okay, so I wander into the WWE dressing room in 1997. They're all just getting out of the shower. Oh. Subway. What? 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 Subway. They're all in, in a Subway restaurant. Sub- Subway sandwiches. Yes. And they're all naked. Yeah, it's uh, no pants Monday. Are they wearing shirts? Yes. So they're not fully naked. They're just pantsless. Pantsless. No Pants Monday. Come on, man. All right, so I wander into a Subway sandwich shop not knowing that it's No Pants Monday, and I'm fully clothed, and I go, I really want a foot-long turkey. I don't know what they serve. I've never been to a Subway. And they, it, I go, I walk in and I go, wow, there's a lot of dicks swinging around here. And they say, sir, you have to take your pants off. I have to. I have to. What happens if I don't? They can lock you in. Okay. They lock me in the Subway sandwich shop. Yes. So as soon as I walk in, somebody runs to the door and goes, that guy's got pants on, and he locks the door until I take my pants off. Yes. I don't know what Subways you're going to, but continue. Pants Monday. No Pants Monday. Every Subway on Monday. You realize now that if the Subway I drive by by my house on Mondays, I'm going to look and go, anybody have pants on? Um, so inside is Fermas, Vader, Kiwi, and the <laughs> Island Boys. The two jerk offs from Florida that do that yeah, Island I'm Boy an, song. Island Boy, a full gazi. That guy, yeah. Okay. And they say, Sir. Who says? All of them in unison. Everyone, Sir. It's all in unison. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's, it's, that it's swinging time. time. So you go up, and there's, like, an Indian woman that works there. Does she have pants on? Yes. So it's just no pants Monday for people who don't work. Yeah, if you go behind the counter, if you go behind the counter, it's unsanitary to make food, to handle food with your pants off. Okay. So she's dressed, dressed, and she asks you what you want. So you would say you want what? I'll take a uh, foot-long cheesesteak. And the footlong, and you said the footlong from us is like, uh, footlong. And then she goes, would you like extra meat? I'll take extra meat and extra cheese. And then Vader's like, extra meat? You want some extra meat? It's time. Extra meat. And then. Where where are you going with this? I'm, I'm, I'm... She said, do you want your buns toasted? Sure. And the island boys say, you want your bun toasted? So, in this scenario... I've walked into this subway shop on a Monday. I've had to forcefully been my my pants have been forcefully removed. No, I you order my sa- voluntarily remove them. 
oh, I voluntarily remove them because I don't want to get locked in. And then as I'm waiting online, I got there first. And and then all of a sudden, Vader, Firmass, well, and the Island Boys. You're I'm just, just talking. Yeah, I'm next in line. But then Vader, Firmass, and the Island Boys show up all pantsless as well. And then I order my foot-long cheesesteak, and she asks if I want an extra meat, and I get mocked by Vader. And then if I want my buns toasted, and I get mocked by the, uh, the Island Boys. <laughs> yes, but they're already there. They're sitting there already. Oh, they're they're eating together. Yes, and then you get your food and you sit down awkwardly in the corner, and everyone's just staring at you. And uh, you finish your food and you take your trash and throw it away. And you're like, "All right, can I leave now?" And she's like, "Well, one more thing. Why in would I ask to, if I can leave?" By the way, because you try to open the door and it's still locked. You're like, "I thought I just had to have my pants off." And she's like, "Well, there's one more thing. You didn't read the fine print." I didn't read anything. They told me I had to take my pants off. But it's on the menu, like the bottom, like the LED screen. It said, on pants this Monday, you must do this. Ah, uh, okay. So it says you need to get put in a well, leg lock with your legs. Or a Hurricane Rana. I have to be Hurricane rana By who? Hurricane by either Kiwi, <laughs> the Island Boys, Vader, or Firmass. Can I counter the Hurricane Rana? No. So I just have to take this Hurricane Rana. Is this standard yeah, you for have everyone? To take the Hurricane Rana because you didn't read the fine print. Is this standard no. for everyone or just like a first timer? No. If you read the fine print, you wouldn't have had to get Hurricane Rana because the fine print says right there in black and white on the LED screen that you can counter the Hurricane Rana, Rana if you order any other sandwich besides the cheesesteak. The one sandwich I wanted, I can't counter this move because I wanted a cheesesteak. If I would have ordered a foot, if I would have ordered a foot long Italian sub, yeah, I could. I wouldn't have to worry about the hurricane rana. Just DDT. Oh, just DDT. Yeah, that's it. Alabama slam. So the question is, who would I rather get hurricane rana by? Yeah. So then, can I ask questions? To, to, who? To, to, to you right now about these rules that you so willy-nilly just make up on the fly. I don't make them up on the fly. It's standard. What the fuck is that? It's an island boy. Okay. So how much food did Vader just eat? How much food did Vader eat? Yeah, did he have like three different subs and maybe he's a little yeah. full? Vader got... Um... The Buffalo Chicken, the Chicken Bacon Ranch, and the Chipotle Southwest Chicken Sandwich. So he, he just ordered all the chicken sandwiches. All the chicken sandwiches. And then I think he had Funyuns. So he might be a little full. Teriyaki teriyaki sauce on him too. So I don't I definitely don't want to get Hurricane Rana by Vader because if he ate all that, he might fart in mid-Hurricane Rana. <laughs> He has extra weight that he's going to be landing on me with. Do you think he could get up there, though, for the Hurricane Rana? It depends. I mean, if he can't get up there, then is that count? Or do I have to, uh, like, oh, he can't do it, so now you have to get Hurricane Rana by somebody else? So you don't want to get Hurricane Rana by Vader. So, but, but my question is, if he tries to Hurricane Rana me but can't, does that count? Does what count? 
Does that count as the Hurricane Rana? Like, oh, he tried, he can't do it, so you're good, you can just go now. Or do yeah, I actually have to get Hurricane Rana? You have to get Hurricane Rana. Like, if he's got to get a ladder, you know? I'm going to say Firmass. You're going to get Hurricane Rana by a naked Firmass. Well, he's dead, so... You no, know, he's alive, so is Vader dead. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, the Island Boys, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving them the satisfaction. Why not? Because they they want it. They, they want to hurricane around you? They want to do anything so people go, oh, they love us. <laughs> I, you love the Island Boys. I hate them. What about Kiwi? <laughs> Kiwi? I, I, honestly, I would rather... I, I think Kiwi <laughs> is in the corner trying to blow both the Island Boys. What about this? I got a way for you to get out of this. Oh, oh, there's a there's a loophole. Yes. You can leave if Okay. Okay. okay, okay. If Kiwi's blowing the island boys. They're all right. So the chairs are like you're looking straight forward and the island boys are like side by side. So you see like the side of them and they like look at you this way, right? They have to turn their heads to look at you. All right. Kiwi's in front of them blowing them, but he's looking at you through like sideways. You following? Okay. You have to whack it to completion by staring at all of them in the eyes while the Island Boys' song plays. I would rather get Hurricane Ronan by Vader. (laughs) No doubt, no questions. That's it. That's it. What if you were on the islands? Remember the plane ride from hell for you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. What if instead of the, the Young Bucks, it was the Island Boys? I will drown myself in the ocean. As soon as you try it, the ocean dries up. I love how there's always a loophole. And there's an always like, well, I'm just going to hang myself. The The rope doesn't, uh, the, there's no rope ever. <laughs> the rope just keeps going. Stretches. It's like, oh, okay, well, would you rather get eaten by a wild boar or fuck the island boys? Wait, I'll let the island let the, and, Ra- and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'll let, the, I'll let the wild boar eat me alive. Well, you can't because the boar has no teeth. What? <laughs> you can always come up with your own scenario for me. It's fine. I don't think my brain works that way. Okay. Other loophole. Okay. The boogeyman tosses your salad with a mouthful of worms. I'm, I'm in. You're good with that? Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps, and every five minutes he's like this. Every five minutes? How long does this take? I just came in for a sandwich. It's it's not like a three-second salad tossing. I literally just came in the subway on my lunch break for a sandwich. And every five minutes. Actually, we'll do it like every minute and a half. He's like, and he stops and he goes, it's the boogeyman. And he goes, so how long do I have to endure that? Um, Six hours. I'm going to get fired from my job. I just came on my lunch break. They do understand. I at least get, do know. I at least get to call my boss and be like, I went, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't make it back to work. I went to Subway and, and my boss goes, on a Monday? Exactly. He's like, well, excuse it this time. Next time you better read the fine print. All right. Well, I guess, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm never going to go to a Subway. Do it at Quiznos too. Does Quiznos even exist anymore? <laughs> no, I wish it did though. So anyway, we've been off track. So what else is going on, buddy? 
Not much. I mean, this pay per view is kind of boring. Like I said, everybody remembers it for the screw job. The rest of it's garbage. <laughs> what have we learned today, kids? That you don't go to a sperm bank that El Gigante works at. Don't mess with us if your name is Kiwi. <laughs> you don't go to a Subway sandwich shop on a Monday. And uh, only one member of Team Canada was from Canada. We covered it all. Well, Vinny, it's always a pleasure, and this episode will be out. And Kane fought all of mankind in 1997. We are Front Face Lock Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Front Face Lock, Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast. Vinny, where can you find this wonderful show that, for some reason, people actually listen to? Um, You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us... Like you said, Anchor.fm and anywhere else that you can listen to a podcast. You can also buy our merchandise at Zazzle.com slash store slash FrontFaceLock. You can buy the wonderful Y shirt that Vinny's wearing right there or the Front Face Lock shirt that I'm wearing right here. Yep, you can get some stickers. Stickers, some pins, a hoodie. Flashlights. Flashlights. Yeah, so we wish we would have had a guest tonight, but maybe next time. But uh, this is fun anyway, like always. Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Vin Frontface L-O-K and harassing Kiwi on a daily basis so he gets his stupid fucking punk ass bitch ass twat on our show. Listen, you can find me at Obsolete Mule 256 and we will also I will also be harassing Kiwi so he gets his punk ass, stupid ass bitch, pussy face, whatever twat. else Vinny just twat, hair, face, goo. On our show. On our show. With yeah. Buff Bagwell. Uh, with or without. I don't care. Yeah. Right, Kiwi? Oh Vinny. It's always a pleasure. Always. I'm gonna go play some Guardians of the Galaxy video game now. Alright. Alright, buddy. All right, well, I will talk to you. If I'll see you there. I'll see you another time. Are you, what, are you going to see me? All righties, if you do that, goodbye. See <laughs> All right, uh, later, dudes. Ask you in your A's. Don't wear a C in jail over your B's.